Hey, this is Milfi. And right now we're on the west side at my crib and I'm about to go in with Bras Rain Supreme. Hey, can you give us a, a little introduction to Milfi? How did Milfi, how was Milfi born? Milfi was born when I got pregnant at 17. And I told my friends like, oh y'all, I'm pregnant. And my friend Ayana was like, oh Milfi. And I'm like, oh my God, that's cute as fuck. And literally, once that happened, I'm 23 now. I've literally been getting called Milfi for five years. And I, I've been, I just started music, but I just felt like that's the only name I could go with because that's what I'm known as. And I feel like that shit lit, so. Perfect, okay. So what got you into music? Um. I've always loved music. I love all types of music. Like, I will literally listen to anything that sounds amazing. Like, because I can feel that shit in my heart. Like, when I hear music that's good, I feel it inside of me. And I've always written poetry. And I wish I could sing because I just would have went to, like, the singing route. But, like, rapping is poetry. Everything that I write is straight out of my heart. And the fact that I've been writing poetry since, like, sixth grade, it made rapping pretty easy for me I really and I really enjoy it like I love listening to rap music love listening to hip-hop and I can make it now so so do you remember like the first rhyme you wrote the first rhyme I wrote yes I remember it what the I just remember talking about like fucking at first I was like oh I want to rap but the rap that was coming out of the city was like hard as fuck and I'm like ah I wonder if they gonna listen to somebody that's not rapping no hard shit so my first rap, I tried to write some hard shit, <laughs> talking about driving a range and all this other type of shit. And I was like, okay, you fooling. <laughs> but yeah, like. And how long ago was that? That was in October. No, I wrote that in June. And then I took like a little break because I was trying to like find where I really wanted to go with it. Because I didn't want to just like put stuff out that wasn't authentic. I didn't want to just put something out that I thought people would fuck with. I wanted to put it out because I actually enjoyed it and I love it. So I wrote that in like June, but I wrote my first song, Mother, in October. And yeah, I love that song. That's like my baby for life. <laughs> okay. So you say you're working on a project right now? Yes. I plan on dropping by Halloween. Um, I'm working with some amazing people right now that are really, like the people that I work with, they really have faith in me. And it just makes me want to work so much harder because it's not a lot that I can do to invest in myself right now. And I have so many people invest in me and believing that I can actually do it. So I just want to put something out on Halloween that they're going to be proud of. And they can, like, literally send to everybody in their contacts. They can send it to their mama, their aunties, uncles. It might sound a little um, inappropriate, but they going to feel it either way. They're going to be like, oh, yeah. she Because even my, my dad and my mom... They like my dad is heavy rap, like East Side, Seven Mile. And my mom, she's like R and B, listening to all the sultry shit, but they both love my music That's and great. that just makes me feel so amazing. That's great. That's so great. Awesome. Okay, so what are some of the barriers you have list to get people to listen to your music? you say you're not making that hard shit, but a lot of yeah. the people in Detroit, like the stuff that's like getting that's more popular, is the harder street music. Yeah. So what's but the barriers you face trying to get people to listen? I mean, people in a city, I feel like people in a city are a little biased, especially people who listen to a lot of the artists that get played on the radio. Because I feel like a lot of the people in the scene that I'm in, well, the little music scene that I'm in, we don't get a lot of radio play. But number one is because I feel like 
a lot of us aren't branching out to that because we scared of rejection and thinking, oh, well, this is what they like and this is what they always going to like and they're not going to like what we put out. But I don't even see it as a barrier. I just see it as a hurdle to jump over. Like, I'm going to get over that shit. Y'all going to hear me on the radio. Everybody in the city, hood niggas, hipster niggas, everybody is, they going to know who Milfi is. And it's, it's honestly, it's no barriers. It's just shit to keep working on. It's more stuff to work hard at. Okay. So, as far as live performances go, how do you prepare for your live performances? I have, like, some of the shittiest anxiety <laughs> in the yeah, world. Like, n- just period. Like, even when I'm in the studio, if I'm if I'm in the studio, it'll be like, oh, yeah, I'm ready, I'm ready. And then as soon as they're like, all right, you ready? Sit in front of the mic. I'll be like, okay, let me stop shaking real quick. Give me about five minutes for these shakes to go away. So, like, going on stage, I just... I really just have to focus on breathing. Like, that's always number one, keeping my breath. Like, not even because I be out of breath because I'm working too hard, but just because my heart be, like, pounding out of my chest. So, number one, always got to keep my breath in order. Number two, I'm so water advocate, like, heavy, heavy water because I don't want to sound like a loser. Like, I, oh, because I, I don't do the whole rapping over my rapping over my tracks so I gotta you literally have to be like you have to tell yourself you Beyonce and if Beyonce can go hard for an hour at a concert you can go super hard for 12 minutes on a set at a show yeah I used to have the same thing but I was like Jordan can have a flu game and play with the flu and put up 30 40 points exactly. I can do this for 10 minutes I can be Beyonce <laughs> for these 12 minutes yeah, for sure exactly exactly <laughs> Exactly. So I saw a few videos of uh, you performing. Uh, I still haven't seen anything live, but I like what I saw. That's what made me reach out to you. Hey. Um, so my friend Angel said I prance around like a pony on stage. <laughs> he was like, "You prance around like a cute little pony all the time," and I'm like, "Ah, that's low key." How adorable! What's your thoughts on the music scene now? Like, do you feel it's in unity? Of course not. Hell no. Here, yeah. no, no. Num- like, and that's I've even like fed into some of that shit just now talking about oh how it's a hood nigga scene it's a hipster nigga scene i'm honestly right now i'm working with hipster niggas and hood niggas so as i said all that shit is going to mesh but for right now no that shit is so, so it's what, so spaced what do you think out needs to be done like does it need to be a like some uh, one person need to come and try to bridge people together or that's what i literally i tweeted last week i said i'm about to get I don't care who arguing, I don't care who beefing, I am going to get everybody on the track. Like, that Detroit versus everybody, cool shit, cool shit. They all rich now. We here grinding, trying to get it, and we all gonna get put on because we're all gonna work together as a unit. And we not used to that, but they gonna get used to it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) They crazy. So what are some of your inspirations? Musically, uh, uh, it it could be like some movies, it could be some artwork like what, what inspires milfie or who inspires milfie man number one my son my son is like number one gotta get this money gotta feed the baby and i i mean big inspiration is just honestly listening to music my whole life like music is music can take you to so many places it can do so many things and i don't even mean take you places like physically i mean mentally like it just it can change people like you can really alter someone's whole outlook on something just from them listening to the stuff that you're putting out like 
I don't know. That's inspiration. Um, my whole, I just started getting into like, cause I never, like as a child, I didn't watch like House Party and Boys in the Hood. Like I was watching fucking Mary Kate and Ashley movies. Like crazy. I don't know. It was just crazy shit. So it's like, I'm getting what I watched on TV as a kid and I'm getting what I lived in being in the city and it just, it just brings so much together in here. Well, okay, I've lived on the west side for like my whole life pretty much. Right now I'm living on Six Mile. I lived on Six Mile before and like after my growing stages. I lived on Puritan and Wyoming from the time I was 12 until I was 18. That's where I grew up. Like, okay. I read Puritan, all my niggas over there. Shout out to the Av, all that. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so you mentioned your son. Now, how do you balance being a mother, your work life, and trying to make time for music? How do you balance all of that? It's so hard. Like, because number one, I love to go to work. I love going to work. I love making money. And it's like, I try to keep a job or two, honestly, just because I know I got to get it. Because I'm not making money off this rap shit yet. Mm -hmm. So, I try to balance. I balance that. And my son, he, my songs are sometimes inappropriate, but my son loves my music. Like, <laughs> and it's like, he, cause usually when I'm writing, he's right there. When I'm writing my songs, he's right there singing along, dancing to the beat. Like, it's crazy. So I kind of just got to mix them all into one. Like every job that I've worked at since I've written music, they know, like I walk in like, Hey, I'm Jasmine. I'm also a rapper. So I might not be able to be here on Friday nights or Saturday nights because I might have a show. Like, I just gotta, I just, I'm real big on communication. And I just feel like if everybody is in an understanding, my, my son, myself, my pockets, my job, everybody just gotta be on one accord. Like, you just gotta make it work, really. I'm really enjoying your energy right now. <laughs> I wish I could bottle it up when I'm walking into work. Uh, <laughs> Okay, so what is your writing process like? Um, I like to, okay, because when I first started writing music, I had no beats. Like, I, the first thing I wrote to, I wrote to fucking the grinding beat, and then I wrote to the She Got a Donk beat. And I had to record it and put it on Twitter so people would know that I was serious and I was really trying to make music. But, like, I like, I write, I write all the time. I don't know, it's so easy for me to write verses. Hooks are like, me and Hooks are, we're becoming friends, but it's a work in progress. I, when I get a beat, it's usually easy for me to like, cause I'm, I'm, I'm quick to catch on to a beat. I mean, I'm black, I got hella rhythm. I was a dancer, a cheerleader. So as soon as I catch the beat, I can literally write that shit like in 20, 30 minutes. Like it's, it's like, cause I've been writing forever. Like it's just writing raps now. Okay. So. Like, what are some of your short-term goals right now? Short-term goals, get this money. <laughs> get myself out there. Really, I'm working on my branding, marketing, all that, because I just, I really need to get my name out here so people can see who I am. And then I'd be like, wow, she lit as hell. Let's work. Like, so I'm if you, just, had to, you had to describe your music to people, how would you describe it? Um, if I have to describe my music, it's lit as fuck. It's fun. I'm fun. My music is honestly me. And like how you said, if you could bottle my energy and take it to work, that I bottle myself and put that shit on the paper and like record that shit. Like it's all me. I'm happy. I'm fun. I'm charismatic. I'm real. Like 
I make music to where they like, ah, oh, she's so cute, but damn, she'll fuck you up. Because that's really what it is. Like, <laughs> so when you listen to my songs, people be like, hey, hey, damn, this is crazy. Like, <laughs> really. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> so as you work hard to get your name out there, are you looking for, like, this, are you looking for, like, a record deal right now? Are you looking, I know you say trying to get this money, but are you trying to, what would be more rewarding for you to get a major record deal or to stay independent as long as possible so you can own everything, keep everything, and then you build your own team? I mean, yeah, if I could, if I could stay independent and have people, if I could stay independent and sell out concerts and fucking, I don't know if you can go platinum independently, <laughs> all that, like, if I can do all that by myself, because I have, I have, like I said, I have people behind me that are really investing time and passion and everything into me, and that's all I need, really. That's the team I need. I don't, I don't need a big name to come down and rescue me from the city. No, me and the city, we gonna work and we gonna get up there together, like, and we gonna get this money. <laughs> so, what what are some of your other passions? I am. I'm a cheer coach. I love cheerleading. I've been a cheerleader since I was fucking three. So I love cheerleading. I love going, strangely, I love going to work. I work in the customer service industry. Like, I'm, a, I'm usually a server all the time. Like, so I love being around people. Um, so that's a hobby for me. Going to work is a hobby because it's fun as fuck. Cheerleading, aside from that, what do I do? I braid hair. Like, that's a hobby. Also a way to make money. Uh, I love to cook. I love to cook. And I finally, like three weeks ago, I learned how to make homemade peach cobbler. And it slaps so hard. I love baking, I love cheering, I love to dance. I'm like a dancing ass. If you see me out somewhere, more than likely, I'm dancing. Like, <laughs> um, that's all I really. I dance, I cheer, I write music, I play with my baby. And I, I have probably like 200 VHS tapes that I go and get from the thrift store because they're a quarter. I thrift everything, mm -hmm. like literally everything. That's okay, another hobby. So I watch heli movies. I got Pulp Fiction on VHS a couple weeks ago. Mm -hmm. So I watched that like seven times mm -hmm. this week. It's cool stuff. And I got all my Mary Kate and Ashley movies. Like, oh, you had to go back and get those. Yes. Okay. Oh, my. It's so funny because I speak things into existence. And every time I'm like, damn, I haven't seen this movie in so long. I really need to go find it. The next time I go to the thrift store, it's there. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, it was meant to be. Thrifting is definitely a skill. Uh, and it takes a lot of patience. I, I don't have everything. any patience. I don't have any patience to go through every fucking thing. I was just about to say, me, I'm one of those. I'd be like, oh, no, no. What's, oh, yeah, hold on, let me see. Yeah, I can. I will be in the thrift store for two and a half, three hours. Yeah, my, my grandmother and my mother used to go, and they'd be there like, all fucking day. Go to lunch, come back. Yes, because it's still more stuff. I'd be like, no. And it's always no. more stuff. Like, and every time you can go the next day and it's a whole yeah. new book of stuff. Like, it's so exciting. If you go to a store, you go to a store today and you don't see something you like. If you try to go tomorrow, it's still going to be the same stuff there that you didn't like yesterday. The thrift store, no. It's always, it's exciting and spontaneous like me. Like, it's. Oh, I love the thrift store. That's like, oof, that's a passion. Mm -hmm. <sighs> yeah. What were some of the other artists you listen to? Local, local artists you listen to? I, Damn Jans. That's number one. Damn Jans is my friend. We went to fucking middle school together. This nigga, he had, it's so crazy. One of our middle school teachers, his name is Mr. Wallace. He was our English teacher. 
he does he makes music and he makes beats for Quentin. I can't wait to get a beat from Mr. Wallace because I'm getting a beat from Mr. Wallace. But Quentin Quentin is so different from anybody in the city that's making music. Like anybody. And he works a lot with this girl named Vicka. I hope I'm pronouncing her name right. It's V-I-C-A. They they are like Chance the Rapper and No Name Gypsy in the city. But they are amazing. Like I love them. I love Jam Jams. I love Vicka. I also love Ova Rowland. Oh my God. Like the song, ten- okay, Black Santa, so awesome. Like lit as fuck. And tonight, my one of my first shows when I performed at the Red Cup, Ova Rowland, I asked him, I'm like, bro, please perform tonight. He performed tonight. I could have faint. It was like, I'll- I love being able to watch people that are from here like, I hope I get to see Dan. I hope I get to see Quentin perform soon because I just know that I'm a feel. Like I said, music is something that has been in my heart for a long. I just started making music, but it's been in my heart forever. So being able to see my friends make music and they making good music, it's like, wow! Look at you! Look at us! Like we really, we really putting in work. And like I love Overrolling, love Ice Wear Vezo, of course. Um, who else in the city that I listen to? I feel like I'm missing people. I can't think of anybody right now, but those are like the main people. Like, those are my four, and they're so different from each other. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. So different. So, do you feel like uh, the Detroit mainstream artists need do? The, do you feel like they help or do enough for the artists locally? I mean, half of them, half of them, not really getting paid the way they rap about getting paid. So who can they help besides their mama, really? So I mean, right now, do I feel like a lot of them are giving back to the city the way that they could? No, because I feel like it's more than money. Like just actually being in your city and showing people the things that are going on in your city, not even just putting money in people's pockets. Like just the exposure that you could be giving people and you not that's fucked up like last week it was a show with a big name headliner and it's one of my friends had the opportunity to be on that show but the person that he was working with put somebody else on the show who had like zero correlation with that artist and I just want people to use the like the avenues that they have correctly like you can do so much more if you just actually put the time into thinking about doing it right and not just doing it because, oh, look at what I'm doing, and then you back on because that's not cool. Like, I like authenticity. I, I totally feel you. I feel like a lot of artists aren't doing it. I feel like a lot of these dudes that's making music, I think they're doing it for other guys. I think they're doing it to show off yeah. for other guys, not because they really, like, serious that's about the That's some city shit. Form. That is some Detroit like, shit. Like, like, I want them to kind of get the fuck out the way, but make room for the people that really want to be here. And really want to make music yeah. long-term and not be here, make a couple dollars, wear a chain, show the city you got a chain, and then you still in your mama house. Because niggas sell that chain. Like, what is wrong with you? You don't even have a car, but you got a chain. What? You got to call an Uber, but you got a chain? Get a car. <laughs> Invest in yourself for real. Like, Uber is constantly putting money in somebody else's pocket when you can be getting it on your own and using that car to go get more money. Nigga, you can be an Uber. Like, come on now. People crazy. People are so crazy. 
I'm trying real hard not to bust out laughing during the interview and just ruin it. Yeah, <laughs> like I'm serious. People are so crazy. Like it's so. I I literally I'm not in the I'm not in the place to really help anybody. But even just with this, if I can say some names that I want people to know. I'm going to say them names 22 times so a nigga going to watch this and be like, damn, I need to see who that is. Because it's that easy. Like, come on. People crazy. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> so what I'm, what I'm trying to do, I haven't even really explained it that much. Like, Because last year I was going to do what I'm doing now. I okay. pump faked because I got a new job, schedule oh, okay. changed and shit. And I was like, yeah, damn, I wish I hadn't even announced it. But, you know, because I really wanted to do it. So I said, okay, this time I'm just going to work and not say much of anything until it's ready to roll out. So I'm trying to create a platform for artists and really just people in the city in general that I feel like need the exposure. Because I don't see it really happening from other outlets in the city. They put the same people on to say some names. It's always Doughboys. It's always Vezo. It's always... You know, the, you know the names. It's the same motherfuckers all the time. So I feel like there's other artists out there that need to shine. So I waited to see if other people were going to do it. Somebody like, of course, for Show Magazine or So Detroit or... Anybody. Anybody. I said, you know what? That I'm going to do it. have people looking at I'm them because you have people outside of the city looking at you yeah. and you need to use that city to put the... Pla- use that platform to put the city on. But yeah. instead, you put your friends on who already claim they got money. Like... Wow. Right. <laughs> and it, well, the reason that I'm calling this go in, a few years ago I had a series when I was recording music, uh, a series where I would bring different artists that didn't even know each other, that uh, that would that oh, they did, they didn't know each other, and I bring them to the studio whenever I record, have them all hop on the song, See? put the song yep. out, and then they get exposure that way. I had five of them. I had, of course, Nolan on there, Chad was on one of them. I had Dej Loaf on one, I had Richie on another one, I had a few of them, but it was five of them, and I was consistently going, but then I stopped recording, so it kind of, the series kind of stopped. Yeah, kind so of I'm bringing it back with the whole visual aspect, so oh. that's why I'm here. Yeah. Well, I'm so happy I can yeah. be a part of this, yeah. because, oh my God, everything is happening so fast, but it's because I feel like, honestly, stuff is happening fast for me, but I deserve how fast it's happening, because I'm actually putting in that effort, like, I'm working so hard, it's crazy so hard it's all gonna come into fruition like i'm planting my seeds and my trees are in germination and it's just uh, oh my god this is so lit so lit okay (laughs) Uh, i do have other questions uh What are some of the hardships you had to deal with growing up in Detroit? Okay, number one, because this is even now. Like I told you, I, I thrift everything. I grew up with a mom. It, for a while, it was just me, my mom, and my sister. And um, like it was before she had my brother when I was in ninth grade because she decided she wanted to start over. But, like, I grew up single black mama, living on the Ave. Like, but, as I said... It nothing is really a hardship. It's a fucking it's a speed bump. You gotta get over that shit. Like I grew up, my mom, she had two girls. We literally I don't even know how to explain it. Like she didn't have a lot. We didn't have a lot at all. But I never felt like we were going without. Like never in my life. She I 
don't I don't even understand. Like I right now I see how much that cheering shit costs. My mom was putting so much money into that cheerleading shit. And I'm like, girl, what was you doing? We could have been doing other stuff. But no, I love I'm happy she did that. But like that was one thing, of course, growing up in the city, in the hood, mama gotta work, two jobs. Everybody mama gotta work two jobs, like so, I mean, that was a hard shit for sure, but it's something, like I said, get over that shit. Work at that shit, and you're going to get out for sure. Um, I mean, aside from that, I ain't really have hardships. Like, I ain't had no daddy. Nah, 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 nah. I don't give a fuck. Like, I still, I'm, look at me. I don't, I'm good. Like, <laughs> uh, I didn't really have to deal with, like, a bunch of bot. People, the city is under attack. No, city under siege. No, I... I was in the house. I was cheering. I was watching Mary Kay Nashley movies. <laughs> I didn't have like a super rough childhood. Thank, thank God. Like, you the only child? No. I, it's me. I'm 23. My sister is 19. I have a nine year old little brother. And my mom just had another baby. So my sister is 16 months. Wow. And my son is five. Just 16 months. She started over yeah, after she had a grandson. Because my son is five now. And we all live in the same house right now. Wow. <laughs> awesome city shit. Like, that is. Oh, family. Yeah. yeah. So, I, yeah, I got to get this money. We yeah. got to get up out of here. Yeah. Like, there you. There you. Okay, what's the best advice anyone's given you? Best advice was to just be myself. I was always, I was always different. I've been different my whole life. Especially, like, even with my family. Because my sister got more of the hood aspects. Like, I have it in my heart. But I went to Renaissance for ninth and tenth grade, and I feel like that warped my whole mind. How so? People, I get the oh Oreo, oh, cause for a minute they're like, oh you talk white, and then they realized, oh, I'm just speaking English. I got that all the time. Like, cause I know how to put a sentence together. I'm speaking white. Like, <laughs> I did grow up in DPS, the East Side. I was in the whole. I was in. I ain't gonna say the streets, but I was there. Just because I know how to put a sentence together don't mean right. I'm white. No, I'm definitely so, black for sure. I don't think I'm white on the people, inside. People no, are so I mean, weird. I can speak. But yeah, like best advice was to just be myself. Like even my fam- my family would be like, oh my God, Jasmine, you so weird. Oh, Jasmine, why you acting weird? And for a minute, I was on some emo shit. I'm not going to lie. Like even when I, started, when I started writing poems, it was like, oh, the slits on my wrist have turned blue. Like on some wild shit. <laughs> but I am... It was me just embracing the shit that I felt in my heart. Like, if I feel, if something is inside of me, I I know now not to even hesitate to just put it out because what is somebody gonna do? What is somebody gonna say? And why the fuck would I care what somebody is saying anyway? I'm gonna be me. This is me, unapologetically, like, authentically. I don't know. Like, I just, you just have to be yourself. You cannot let anybody come at you and be like, oh, you need to, you need to. Because if that's not what you feel in your heart and you go and do it anyway, then you're going to look stupid. Because what if you die tomorrow and you be like, damn, I could have just been myself yesterday. I spent all yesterday being somebody else and now today I'm dead as me. Like, that ain't cool. Be yourself. Do everything that you want to do. Don't let anybody tell you, oh, no, you can't do this because you different. Oh, you can't you can't make this because nobody's going to listen to it in the city. Fuck if nobody in the city listen to it. They're going to hear it because somebody outside of the city is going to listen to it. And the world is going to be bumping my shit because I'm being myself. And they're going to accept it. I really appreciate you. <laughs> <laughs> so serious. I'm 
hilarious. Is there anything else you want to let the people know? Any, I don't want to say shout outs, but any shout outs, I mean, anything else, like anything. But then keep in mind also that this isn't coming out for like another, like till next month. Yeah. What I am going to say is rest in peace, media goddess. Okay. That's number one. Tiffany was my main motherfucking man's. I don't. I don't care about shit behind the scene that's going on that I had no idea about. I lost a friend. And if she was here right now, nigga, we would be fucking fooling. Like, Tiff had so much going on. Tiff was putting niggas on, like, outside of the city. Like, she was bringing city niggas to shit outside of the city. I don't know how she was doing it or what route she took or if something happened under the table that was funny but i don't know i don't give a fuck i lost my friend and if she was here right now we would be fucking fooling with this music shit so i'm a still fool for tiffany for media goddess period like that's not, oh and shout out to my son because that's my son connor my son is named connor he lit uh shout out my baby daddy Devonte. <laughs> shout out my ex nigga he wasn't holding me down. He was holding me back. And I'm flourishing. <laughs> so serious. Shout out my mama and shout out my daddy. Shorty, you so fine, but will you buy me that new Beamer? Heard it through a thought that little nigga was a schemer. I'ma drop the top and he gonna pay for that in cash. And then I skirted on that nigga. No country for a schemer. Yes, I am a realist, but my baby, I'm a dreamer. I'ma make it out, and when I do, I'm riding cleaner. Dramatic, causing havoc, make some room, I'm drunk, I'm spazzing. I smack the wig up off a bitch, she in the corner laughing. I'm trying to find a balance, but I feel like I'm the captain. Gotta keep it all in check when you and my man just happen. Life lessons, I'm swerving and I don't know where my mind is. But you gon' run it back, cause man, I swear this shit is timeless. Milfie. <laughs> Perfect.